0: You better lose yourself in the Beef Sticks, the podcast. You know we got the best stick it in your ass. Boys, it hard times to be murdered by at Beef Sticks Podcast.
1: Yes, indeed it is. It is the eve post the release of Eminem's surprising 11th studio album. 11 studio albums. And the best thing he's still done is Infinite.
0: Oh, that's
1: harsh! I love Eminem. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I Marshall Mathers LP is a music. five
0: mic album. Come on, there's <laughs> not, good. there's not a bad no, cut no, on it. There's not a bad that. cut on it. I get
1: it. that, but he has never been as hip hop as he was on Infinite. And to me, that, that it, it's something.
0: No, what about that? Uh, what about that? That that Trump freestyle? That was pretty hip hop.
1: That was. That was. We he liked that. Hate for that. <laughs> it was good. He did. He did. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the funny thing is, like, back in the day of the M&M show, if Trump was president then, he would have been a Trump supporter. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to say what I want to say and do what I want to do and fuck you if you don't like it. That sounds like a Trump supporter to me in 2020.
0: Yeah, but a lot of people were <laughs> before they realized that he was serious about his fucking insanity. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Even I was like, uh, I'm not going to vote for him, but he'll be fun if he becomes president whoa shit was i wrong <laughs> yeah my I, I definitely ass.
1: remember saying something along the lines of at least the next year eight years won't be boring i wasn't proven wrong <laughs> you weren't wrong but Sometimes you didn't... i wish it would slow down
0: yeah just a bit just Colbert a bit
1: can't keep up <laughs>
0: But uh, enough about the uh, T R U M A P. We're talking about the Q-U-A T's, baby.
1: Yes, that's right. Qualities T shirt company of Wilmer, Minnesota, owned and operated by my good friend, that dude Saint, and he wants to put a shirt on you. Bringing you the finest and custom qualities, custom tees, sublimation. With features from Heat, vinyl, Heat Viner huh? Heat Viner Heat Viner. Yes, Heat Viner. That's my new rap name. Nothing's finer <laughs> is Heat Viner. Heat transfer vinyl and decals, special gifts, shirts for any occasion. You got a sports team? He's got you covered. You got a band? He's got you covered. You got nipples? He'll cover them up too. It's, it's up to you. But you got to get on down to qualities. Let him know that Pacey sent you. He'll take care of you real nice. As will my friend Corey Matthews at Monster Wear Clothing. Bringing you all the best, finest graphics, work, and quality merchandising. For all your small runner bulk orders on decals, stickers, t-shirts, hoodies, hats, glassware, jerseys, and many, many other types and styles of fabrics, Fat Mac. Along with custom graphics and logo design services offered Monster Wear Clothing has got your back. Wear Qualities has got your front. And together, it's a perfect team. Brought to you by B6 Podcast.
0: And if you were to skip out on these two, it would be an utter sin.
1: Yes, indeed.
0: And speaking of sin, that kind of brings us to This Week in Pro Wrestling History, pasty. This
1: Week in Pro Wrestling History!
0: Because WCW presented their Sin pay-per-view on January 14th, 2001. The show was originally intended to be the first pay-per-view of a brand new era, Pasty, This would have been the Fusion Media Ventures era. That was the company working through Eric Bischoff that had agreed in principle to buy WCW on January 11th when Turner was trying to get rid of it. It just so happened the sale came on the exact same day of the AOL-Time Warner merger, the infamous merger. And during the due diligence period, new Turner Programming President Jamie Kellner pulled the rug out from under them, and he ended up canceling all WCW programming that day. So, um, needless to say, with no television to promote future events... WCW became virtually worthless almost overnight, Pasty. Fusient pulled out of the deal, obviously, and with no TV future on the horizon. And despite WCW performing in the top 10% compared to most cable shows, which is huge, WCW folds when the WWF buys them two months later.
1: I got to point out here right from the top of the story. Sin is probably the stupidest name for a pay-per-view I've ever heard in my life.
0: Have you heard of Great Balls of Fire Pasty?
1: Yes, but that's more words and sounds like the title of something, <laughs> Fat Mac.
0: I'll give you that.
1: <laughs> um, like, what about original sin? Add one more word and you got it. Like Or the
0: seven sins or deadly sins. Or, I, I hear yeah, you.
1: Obviously, they, they didn't have Vince Russo on the team at this time.
0: To be fair, it's probably good marketing with having it that small, but as far as just, <laughs> just graphically, yeah. not as far as saying it. I, I agree with you. Uh, But, Pacey, the thing is, that isn't even what the show's known for, that huge event. No, that distinction goes to Sid Vicious, who snapped his leg in two places after the big man went off the second rope for a big boot. Oh, yeah, I've seen the (laughs) shit out of that many times. Uh, It hurts every time (laughs) I watch it, every time I watch it, it hurts. The match was a four-corners match with Sid, Jeff Jarrett, Road Warrior Animal, and defending WCW world champion Scott Steiner, who retained his belt in this match.
1: So they all had to touch the four corners while strapped together like The Fiend and Daniel Bryan are probably going to be at Royal Rumble?
0: We don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But the injury was not shown live. Whew, thank heavens. We never have to actually visually see it. It wasn't shown live on the pay-per-view, pasty. Oh, because they had cut to a segment where the mystery man animal entered the bout. Oh wait, but footage was later aired on the next night on nitro. <laughs> <laughs> WCW couldn't let this go without cashing right. in on it.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, Vince would have done the same thing. He would have hit oh, the replay like I 17 would've. times and had him slow it down. <laughs> it's such good shit, pal.
0: Yeah. In, in fact, uh, Scott Steiner ended up using that as in his character talking about how he snapped uh, Sid Vicious's leg, (laughs) even though they showed multiple times it snapped while he jumped off the top rope. He still used that to his gimmick, which is another reason I love Scott Steiner. Steiner
1: math. Oh, you can rationalize
0: anything. Sid would end up suing WCW for lost wages and damages in relation to the injury. Sid claimed he was asked to perform the move against his will, and when he got hurt. His salary was cut, but in the end, Sid lost the lawsuit.
1: (laughs) Sid didn't want to do a big boot from the top rope.
0: Brock Lesnar wanted
1: to do a shooting star press from the top rope. (laughs) It's it's just funny.
0: It's it's what it is. It's like a world. It's like some crazy Saturday morning cartoon world that we live in with Sid Mm -hmm. Vicious, Road Warrior, Animal, Cobra Commander, Pokemon. We don't know what's going on. (laughs) No, we don't.
1: But I think that's a good time to get into this week's token J.R.R. And longtime listeners will be like, what's going on, guys? This is not J.R.R. But as we had been talking about in the last couple of weeks prior, we're going to expand the topic. So let's get your goose loose with a little Bruce. Well, uh, is Cobra Commander a real former fernam's name it's whatever the fuck he's doing man because he could be an alien from like pokemon or something like that yeah i just blew your fucking mind didn't i i I just blew your fucking mind didn't i i love it and if i would (laughs) have listened to the clip before the show started i would have got your hint
0: That's alright.
1: The one fucking week I don't, you pitch me something and I miss it complete.
0: I I pitched you an easy one.
1: <laughs> yeah, you, uh, there was almost no point for me to press the button, to be honest.
0: <laughs> I love it though. I love it. Good old Bruce. He may not be as uh, absent-minded as Jr., but that that's a fun one.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: that's a uh, Fernand Schnavis, Cobra Commander Pokemon. It's, uh...
1: <laughs> I can tell you, I've played a lot of Pokemon games. I've never once caught a Cobra Commander.
0: Or a Furnish Navin.
1: No. No.
0: <laughs> oh, good stuff, good stuff. And uh, we all know, Pacey, that Pokemon, uh, they just, they, they pass out. They faint. They go to yeah. a Pokemon Center. Pokemon yeah. are really hard to kill.
1: They are very hard to kill, and you know what? So is Impact Wrestling. And in a couple of cases, it seemed like they were trying to kill themselves at this event. we'll get into that as we break it on down.
0: Break it on down to the other side.
1: Actually tuned into this one. I I normally say I'm going to, and then I don't. This one I didn't say I was going to, but I did. (laughs) And...
0: And it was fun.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, it wasn't bad by no, no means. I definitely no. don't regret watching it like no. I have some other things.
1: I'm just still coming off of Wrestle Kingdom and it's hard to watch oh, anything and not be able to
0: directly compare it to it. That's gonna screw every pay per view going forward. It's, it's really you almost have to put it in its all you you gotta you gotta lock it up in a capsule and just say, Okay, so we realized this was Wrestle Kingdom. Now we gotta talk about pay per views, not Wrestle Kingdom. Because um this definitely wasn't Wrestle Kingdom.
1: No, but it was good. a good review. Yeah. Yeah, no, there were some there's some very fun moments of this. There was some shit that I was like, uh, why is this even happening? And yep, we yep, had the main yep, event, I, I which was everything I think everybody could possibly have hoped for.
0: So, Oh, depending on who you talk to, but I agree with you 100%. Yeah. So mo- moving right along, I guess, Pace, let's just hop right into it. We had... Ken Shamrock defeating Madman Fulton. I knew
1: he would.
0: You did know he would. You got the first point of the night. We clocked in at nine minutes, 19 seconds. I'll uh, probably about the perfect time for this one. Shamrock, at least in my mind, he's still carrying some ring rust or old age or both. I can't I tell exactly what it age. was.
1: He definitely looked like he got real tired real fast.
0: I also don't but think these two. Were... Oh no, he looks amazing.
1: And when he does I mean, move,
0: he does things well. <laughs> he does. I I felt like these two didn't have chemistry together. Nope. The in-ring storytelling, I think, would have played better also if Shamrock was a heel, because for the most part, Shamrock was in control and Fulton was fighting underneath to survive. And I just really felt like that should. I mean, that should be the heel to the to the face, not the face yeah. to the heel. That kind of yeah. screwed it up for me. Um, not a bad match i think the worst match on the card but you know fulton is growing he you know he's still green but he's growing and shamrock obviously again is past his prime so i think it was good for what it was
1: yeah yeah i mean i did i missed ken shamrock's last match with impact and so, it was definitely good to see him in this one. Well, game. let
0: me say this, Pasty. If you've seen Ken Shamrock versus Moose at Bound for Glory, you would have thought that this was, should have been on Wrestle Kingdom. So, I'll <laughs> give him that. I will fucking give him that.
1: Good. Well, maybe the next one, maybe the next one will, be, will be everything we hope for. Because uh, I don't think he's done giving what he has to offer yet. The dude is still in amazing, impeccable
0: shape. And he has passion. I won't yeah. take that away from him. He has the passion.
1: I just think it's funny a guy with like 0% body fat like Ken Shamrock gets winded so quickly.
0: Well, they say muscle is heavier than than fat. And if you're not working on your cardio and you're just working on bulk, that doesn't help. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're training
1: for a wrestling match.
0: Well, you look at somebody (laughs) like Bill Goldberg. You know, Bill Goldberg. They said he'd get blown up after five minutes. Oh yeah. He looked like a million bucks, but he never had to wrestle a long match, so he never worked on that cardio. You know.
1: Yeah.
0: So I I, I
1: feel like Goldberg has a lot more to carry around than Shamrock does, frame wise.
0: I guess I don't know. I'd have to check their stats. Yeah. But I will say this. Saudi
1: Arabia, Ken Shamrock versus Bill Goldberg.
0: What I will say, though, is Ken Shamrock being a former MMA fighter should have better cardio than Bill Goldberg being a former football player who only has to work in spurts, Hmm. where Shamrock did have to go the distance. He should know about cardio workout. I'll give him that, or I'll take that away from him. (laughs) Whatever I'm trying to say. You'll do both. Whatever I'm saying, that's what I'm doing.
1: Indian giving. That's what it is.
0: That's racist. <laughs> <laughs> uh speaking of racist next up we had the X Division Championship. Ah, uh, the White Ace Austin beat the Hispanic Trey Miguel. What's <laughs> up with that?
1: Ah, uh, I don't know, man. This was a match. I'm trying to remember any highlighted spots. I didn't write anything down. Uh,
0: th- this was a good match i thought um came in at 13 minutes and again uh, well not again i think this one could have been less i think if you would have knock this one at just about 10 minutes like the shamrock fulton one it would have been better i usually say cruiserweight x division oh. give them oh, longer okay. but...
1: miguel of the little rascals it's all coming back to me now yeah oh no. my
0: gosh there you Ace go austin
1: totally should have made out with trey's mom after he beat him
0: <laughs>
1: that's where i thought it was going and that would have been amazing work uh... He and was, then, he like, was working her over. And then like next week on impact, he's in bed with her, like on the Titan Tron, like, Hey, I got your mom here. She wanted to say something from you. And she comes up from giving him a blowjob. job. She got stuff <laughs> on her face. I mean, if Rob, well damn can do shit. Like this, I was going to say, we kind of <laughs> had that already with all RVD.
0: Uh, the thing that really bothered me with this one is that Trey Miguel did not sell the knee. And that really hurt this match. Austin spent so much time and effort working over that part of the body and Miguel did nothing with it. I I chalk it up to inexperience is basically all I can say, but as opposed to the last match, what I will say is I think the in-ring chemistry was actually there with these two. And that was really clear.
1: I didn't expect a lot out of Miguel being part of a tag team and he doesn't really stand on his own often.
0: A three man team.
1: Oh, there you go. And he he definitely impressed me here, as a single star. Other than I guess, like you said, with the knee, but uh, he 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 did well on his own.
0: He, he did, and I think Ace Austin, I think is could easily be uh, the face of the X division going forward in Impact Wrestling. He's only twenty three, pasty. Yeah. He's only 23. He's got a long ways to go.
1: Oh, yeah. He's got a great look. He's got the perfect cocky attitude you need. I think he, I mean, barring Sammy Callahan, could be Impact's top heel going forward.
0: Uh, maybe. Maybe. i definitely keep him in the X Division, at least for now, and see where it goes. But, yeah, definitely I could see that, too. Yeah. It's something to shoot for. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. No, I, I um, was... Fairly new to both of these guys. I think I've only seen one or two little rascals matches, and I don't. Know you keep calling seen... them the little rascals. I do. I do.
0: <laughs> and I don't I, think I I like I've that. seen any
1: Ace Austin match.
0: One thing I will say is, I think I think Xavier Desmond Xavier is the standout in the rascals, and so I feel like he maybe would have done a better job in this position. Hmm. And I don't know. If they're saving him for something, or if something was going on, or I, I don't know why he, he isn't on this pay per view, why why Trey Miguel's the only rascal on this pay per view? But uh, Desmond Xavier, I definitely see going going places. I wouldn't mind this being a jumping point for Austin and um, Desmond Xavier going yeah. forward. Because Trey Austin. Miguel's good, I just think Xavier has not only a little better skill, but definitely has that charisma. He can carry them.
1: Yeah. Ace Austin needs to put together a rival faction for the Rascals and call them Hover Round.
0: Is <laughs> <laughs> around for a reason. <laughs> and talking about being around, we go to a triangle match, Pasty.
1: Yes, nothing more round than a triangle, with its three points. This three-way knockouts championship match saw of Valkyrie. Retaining her championship against Jordan Grace and ODB, as I had predicted.
0: So first of all, I'm so happy we're still getting food truck chance. It just (laughs) makes me so happy. I hope she can get her food truck up and running and and ends up getting enough money to have other people sustain it and she can wrestle and then just make sporadic appearances in her food truck.
1: I was thinking because about of, that like I should talk to The food to truck's Joe. a hell of a gimmick. Yeah. I should talk to Joe and have him fucking get <laughs> ODB's food truck for the get down.
0: <laughs> no shit, wouldn't that be awesome?
1: <laughs> that would be badass.
0: I think that would just be great. Um with that being said, so and definitely I do you love should
1: take that food truck to the gathering of the juggalos.
0: Just of think. course. And uh, and I do love ODB to death, and anybody who's listens to this podcast knows the love I have for her. She's a Minnesota native. She's an amazing wrestler. I think she helped create the the women's revolution along with uh, Awesome Kong and Gail Kim, and, and and so many others. And me that I'm spacing on right now, not pasty. Damn it! But I really feel this match would have been a much better match without her in it. I get it. She's a draw. <laughs> And I think it's super awesome that that TNA has done so much to help her make money for her food truck. I mean, they put on shows where all the proceeds are going towards uh, redoing her food truck. So that's badass, and I I can't dog them for that, and I won't. I'm just going to call a spade a spade and say, in general, the match itself would have been better without her. But as a whole, as the universe goes... The universe is better off with her being in, in this match. Does that make sense, Pacey? Right.
1: Yeah, and as long as the champion's going to retain, I, I feel like she had a point in the match. You know what I mean? If she was, did. If it was Taya versus Jordan, we all would have expected Jordan to win.
0: True. True. A- and Jordan is such a great worker. She's so athletic, a hell of a seller. She mixes speed, power, everything so effortlessly. Yeah. Um. Uh, She's clearly a benefit to the knockouts division. Taya's been the champion so long. She's been very enjoyable. She's had a hell of an impressive reign, and I love watching her. But I just really felt like this was the time to give Grace the rub. I'm not sure if they got something going on, if they're going to have a one-on-one match where Jordan takes it from Taya going forward or what. But I think it's the time to put it on Jordan Grace. I, think we're, um, but we're definitely I love Taya. There. Probably
1: the next time they compete against each other, I see it happening. Um, what I didn't like about this match was the finish. The fact that it's a triple threat match and you can have a finish, you know, go the way it went without having a manager interfere, but Taya's manager interfered and pulled Jordan uh- out of the ring.
0: Agreed. Um, I'm I'm still just not a fan of Johnny Bravo. No. I'm just I would love to get rid of Johnny Bravo altogether. I love the cartoon Johnny Bravo. I'm yeah. not a big fan of the manager Johnny Bravo. I would have Two liked different entities. Would have
1: been starring The Rock, but it never happened.
0: So. Yeah, that doesn't happen. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I agree. I agree with you. That is that is a very WWE ending. Uh huh actually uh, almost then, a WCW then, ending because WCW is
1: you put that victory on a man. You know what I mean? And these are three ultra powerful women in any, any women's division in any promotion.
0: Well, not only know? that, Johnny Bravo, who basically got the win for tie up, wouldn't stand a chance against any of these three women. Yeah. At all, this is the fucking uh, the James Ellsworth of TNA. Get him the fuck out of here! Yeah, yeah. We don't need Johnny and Bravo. I'm not Bravo a Johnny been Bravo
1: with fan. Vel- with, been with Taya anyway.
0: Ah, good six months or more ever since she left Johnny. Impact. She left him. Well, yeah, uh, you know, storyline.
1: Oh, I didn't catch that. Not real life. No, but the last I saw, they were still together in storyline or
0: whatever no it's been about six months or so since she's had uh johnny bravo that's her new johnny it's her new johnny (laughs) uh
1: but overall i think this was a it was a decent match the finish wasn't that great uh is what it is then we had brian cage versus rob van dam and that ended oh wait no we didn't have that we have my number one biggest complaint about the whole night which was the promo by rob van dam in which he seemingly just smoked three pounds of weed no way I don't know what was up with it, but this pissed me the fuck off. I don't know. It seems like he doesn't give a fuck or like he's off the deep end and I think it's story, but it could be real. I think life. It,
0: it's his character right now, but and it's his not
1: in like a bikini. And his girlfriend's wrong.
0: girlfriend. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's yeah. <laughs> just stuff. <laughs> and it was like I don't know, it was super to me, it plays like WWE all over.
0: Oh, again. it plays like WWE early two thousands, which yeah. is the worst WWE. Yeah, yep. I agree. I agree, one hundred percent. Don't like it. Don't like. Yeah. Actually, I think okay. I gave this match. Well, no, I didn't give this match. This match isn't a match, so I couldn't give it a grade. The next match going in after this, I gave the least uh, grade on here. So I-, I apologize to Ken Shamrock and Madman Fulton. <laughs> Because we had Brand Cage versus Rob Van Dam ended in no contest because Rob Van Dam just attacked the shit out of him before or during or after the bell. It was kind of it was a very WCW. Wasn't
1: it? It was Cage a very ran in on Rob though. Am I wrong? I don't know because I kind of really tuned out after the promo. I was like, wow, that Rob had his promo.
0: Cage ran in. I thought they were having a match, but then Rob Van Dam beat him, and they called it a no contest. And by beat him, I don't mean—I mean he didn't get a pinfall; he didn't get a submission, but he did hit the the Van Terminator, and um, and, and Brian Cage just couldn't couldn't—he was uh, knocked out. Mm. But instead of calling Van Dam the winner, they said it it wasn't a match and it was disqualified. And then Daga came out.
1: And I completely missed this altogether.
0: And I, as little as I didn't want to see Brian Cage versus Van Dam, I really didn't want to see Van Dam versus Daga. Um, but I will say that I, I gave this, I gave this a C minus. The worst. It, it probably deserves less than that, maybe. But I will say this: during the match, Rob Van Dam's Van Terminator and his five star frog splash are still two of the best moves that I see in wrestling today and that's with Van Dam being at 49 years of age. Why do you I think about it? At
1: the Van Terminator.
0: Uh, always. No, it was the Van Terminator. No, the Van Daminator is when the guy is standing in the ring and and Van Dam does a spinning uh, thrust kick. Oh, okay. To the guy, the Van Dam, the Van Terminator is when it's uh what Shane has stolen as the coast to coast.
1: Oh, okay, I got gotcha.
0: you. Okay, so a corner to corner, they call it sometimes. Also, yeah, that's the Van Terminator. The Van Dammerator is heard just it
1: called the Van Terminator outside of this last run here in Impact.
0: Oh, it was called Van Terminator in ECW. Oh. Weird. It's yeah, funny
1: how your brain just kind of because he because he
0: originally had the Van Dammerator, and then the yeah. first time he did the coast to coast, it was like the Van Terminator, like duh. and that was in the '90s. So of course, Terminator meant something. Uh-huh. But, I mean, both of them are are such a a long distance in the ring, and he does them both so fluidly. It's like, at 49 years of age, that is awesome. So between the weed smoking and the banging young broads, he's keeping himself in good shape. Like, something's working for this guy. But the match in general, a miss. Daga is so extremely talented that this should have been a great match. But since it was a throwing together a hodgepodge of bullshit, it really wasn't. But Van Damme's shown, but I think the young guys should show. So either yeah. Brian Cage, who we'll get into later, why maybe he didn't shine in this one, or Daga. If Daga's coming in, let him shine. I don't know. I don't know. I'll say no. <laughs> the answer's no. <laughs> what was the question?
1: We don't know! Oh boy, I just I don't know. He he might still be able to go in the ring. I just I don't know <laughs> that promo. That's all I have. To
0: I say. like the uh, I like the meme going around, and it has uh, Van Dam with his two his woman and his woman's girlfriend during their sex party while they're covered in whipped cream, and on the other side has uh, Val Venus at his weed dispensary, and it says, "How old were you when Rob Van Dam?" And Val Venus switched gimmicks. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and it's like, oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of true. <laughs> I like your that your gimmick, one. Rob. I'll give you a bunch of free weed. <laughs> right. Uh, but then we had a really good match, Pasty. A really, really good match.
1: Yes, we did. The Call Your Shot Trophy match seeing Eddie Edwards retain versus Michael Elgin. In Fat Mac's wildest, wettest dreams.
0: Oh, wild and wet. Yeah. This was a 20-minute match that I think was just perfectly timed. Some, I I don't know that I want to see Elegant in a 20-minute match often. He's done it in New Japan, and it's been all right. Uh, he's done it in Ring of Honor, and it's been bad. But, um, God, this was... This was a war with two guys just beating the hell out of each other, Pasty. Yes. Just beating the shit out of each other. It was fun. And and they played their parts perfectly. Uh, Michael Elgin was, of course, the beast, like he's supposed to be. You know, they call him Unbreakable Michael Elgin. He's supposed to be a beast, a juggernaut. And Eddie Edwards just works so good. Uh, coming from the bottom, this former American wolf. His resiliency is his story, and I I loved that. He took a tremendous beating, withstood it all, and Edwards ended up winning. And it it was really, really fun. And and I kept thinking Michael Elgin was going to win, and so that made it all the better for me, because, I, first of all, I... Put, I bet it on Eddie Edwards. Second of all, I'm not a big Michael Elgin fan, and I'm a huge double E fan. Yeah. So not only was I hoping to win for Beefstick's sake, I was hoping to win personally. Like, I want Eddie to win. I'm invested <laughs> in him.
1: Yep, and he did. So hopefully in the future, we'll get to see that match we talked about last week that I can't really talk about yet because we haven't talked about the main event. Oh!
0: No, but I I can't wait to see that match. That's going to be one of the best, I hope.
1: Oh, I think so. Then we had Moose defeating Rhino in the Zootopia match of everyone's wettest dreams, and it it was an ODQ match, and there was tables.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was a good old-fashioned, weapon-filled brawl. Not really much more than that. I I don't know that it needed to be much more than that. It was a pretty much down the middle match. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. It's what you would expect when you get moose and rhino in a no disqualification match.
0: If you, if you just sat in your mind and said, what happened if you put a moose from the, the forests of Minnesota with a rhino from the deserts of Africa into a wrestling ring, you'd say, Oh, probably this match.
1: They both eat a bunch of grass and ignore each other.
0: Or that, <laughs> but I was thinking more of the lines of a lot of, a lot of hitting, but very little storytelling.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Which it was, and it, it was enjoyable for that. It's, it's a match. You could go back and watch on its own, just like for 13 minutes of hard hitting action. But with that being said, there's a million better 13 minutes of hard hitting action than this. So <laughs> it is what it is. Uh. I enjoyed this
1: it is RVD stuff, but like I said, I stopped. Oh yeah! Pretty much after the promo. So, uh, so then we had the handicap for the tag team championships match.
0: Why was it a handicap match, match Basty?
1: Rich Swan has been injured. Legly injured, I do believe.
0: Lagly.
1: He was lagly injured after trying to uh, do a big boot off the top rope, but he broke his leg in two places.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: <laughs> no, that's not what happened.
0: Oh no, that's not what happened. Uh,
1: see, it, and, and the build-up to this was—I don't know—I kept feeling like Willie Mac was going to have somebody else to come out and support him, but he and didn't. it didn't
0: happen. No. They did sell it that way. I I think this works. I think, I think initially, and maybe I'm just saying this because both you and I thought that Willie Mack and Rich Swan were going to win. But I think initially Willie Mack and Rich Swan were supposed to win, and I think they still want Willie and Rich to win it. So they thought if we can't have them both, let's not have Mac win it with somebody else. Let's let the North retain retain it and bring this match up later on and let them win it. That. I honestly think that's what happened.
1: Yeah, that, that <laughs> seems logical in this situation.
0: With that being said, though, pasty for a handicap, this is one of the best handicap matches I've seen.
1: Yeah, Willie held
0: his. This, own. I think, Swan getting injured actually might have been the best thing for Willie Mac. Even though he didn't win the gold, the fan, all of the fans were one hundred percent behind him. This was yes. a Willie Mac showcase. And um, this is pretty much about as good of a match as you can get under those circumstances, especially with it being short notice. Uh-huh. I gave this match an A, which which is crazy. I don't think I'd ever give a, a handicap match an A ever. But this one really worked. I think both Ethan and Josh... I, I, I almost give it more on Ethan and Josh, because I think you almost have to. But Willie did so well. Willie Mack just... He did everything he's supposed to do. And even in losing, I think he looked better than the North.
1: Oh yeah, of course. When you, when you put up that much against two guys, I think, I think you deserve all the credit in the world.
0: I liked it. I was proud of him.
1: I really want to see Willie Mack either take on or tag team with Keith Lee. I think that could be something. I think that would be a really good WrestleMania match or just a very strong tag team all the way around.
0: Right. And then, Pasty, we got what we all came for. What was that?
1: The Impact World Championship match. Seeing Tessa Blanchard peel the title off of Sammy Callahan's cold, dead body. Right. Part of me thought she wasn't going to win it because it's all in her hometown and her family's all at ringside. As soon as family's announced at ringside, I'm usually like, uh,
0: goodbye. <laughs> you know what made this match even better for me, Pasty? Hmm. Was because... I. I stayed as much away from social media and stuff as I could. Oh,
1: there was no avoiding the news, though.
0: (laughs) Well, but the thing is, I seen a couple things, and I seen like two or three things. And two or three things I seen was about like the disappointment of Tessa Blanchard and and, uh, the fallout of Tessa Blanchard and how Tessa Blanchard isn't – Going to be the face of Impact Wrestling. And I honestly thought going into this that I was spoiled that Sammy Callahan won it. Oh. And so I went into this expecting, set. not only because I originally I expected, we, we even said about it last week, there's no reason to have this match if Tessa isn't going to win. Right. But I've seen that shit and I full heartedly expected Tessa to lose. And oh, I was expecting I... to be disappointed because of all the shit I read on social media. I thought they spoiled it for me <laughs> that she had lost. And I was mad. I was upset and I watched it and she won. So I was genuinely like just fucking pumped. Like, <laughs> Oh shit. Cause when she won, I was like, are they going to overturn it? Does something happen? And it didn't, I was like, Whoa. <laughs> and that was really cool for me that, not only did I get spoiled, but I got spoiled the negative, the other way, to where holy shit, uh, yeah. I loved
1: that. It, I'm happy, that was the match in your eyes. Yeah, I read all the news, so I knew what was going on, and I, I was like, shit, is this gonna change like the flow of history and make it so Sammy Callahan retains? And I was still pretty impressed when she won at the end. So,
0: so basically, my notes here are, are kind of um, generic, but I, I don't know how you're not. I have in here, this is this is not only a milestone for Tessa Blanchard, who, in my opinion, is already a future Hall of Famer. It might not be WWE Hall of Fame, but she's definitely getting Cauliflower All, uh, cauliflower Alley. She's definitely getting uh, PWI. She's definitely getting um, um, Wrestling Observer. Like She's getting in Hall of Fames. Yeah. Legitimate Hall of Fames that aren't just Vince McMahon's hand-picked ones. Uh-huh. But this was also a statement for Impact Wrestling, which identified a young up-and-coming star and wanted to push that as the future of their company, despite gender. Yep. And booked her in a spot that no other woman has ever had in a major wrestling promotion, the top position. This never happened. China has been in the Royal Rumble and been an intercontinental champion. Beth Phoenix has been in the Royal Rumble. Um, <clears throat> Amazing Kong has been in the Royal Rumble under whatever her name was. I forget. But uh, and there's been other, you know, there's been other women champions in secondary titles and stuff, and maybe even in lower independence. There have been, I know there have been women champions, but as far as a major, and I would consider at this point Impact. Well, what do we call them? National, right? We call them yeah, the national. Yeah, we call them national. League, yeah. Whatever they are, you know. Yep.
1: I'd say I I'd definitely that's huge. put them in the top five promotions.
0: And that's so. never happened.
1: Yeah.
0: It never happened in WCW, never happened in NWA, never happened in WWE, WWF, never happened in Ring of Honor, never happened in New Japan, never happened in... I mean, like, you can call AEW now, though you wouldn't expect it to. They've only had one champion. but yeah, Still, like there's never been a major company that has had a woman as their flag-bearer champion. So you gotta give Impact kudos for finding somebody who is deserving of it and not taking it away just because she has tits and a vagina.
1: Yep, and huge props to her also for for the speech she gave after her 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 victory, in which she kind of um, hurtful. Yeah, and she kind of acknowledged and addressed the scandal right there on the spot. kind of alleviate things. And, of course, the scandal we're talking about, we're trying to talk about very loosely because we're about to get into it in the Savage Sentinel.
0: (laughs) A little bit. A a little bit. (laughs) Just a short little little blip.
1: Yeah, it's definitely not 90% of our episode, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But this was a good match. Sammy did what Sammy should have done, and that was take her to the limits and beat the shit out of her the whole time.
0: Oh, treated her like a man. Yes. 100% yes. he treated her like a man.
1: Yep. Said something about how he was going to treat her as an equal, and she was going to get her head smashed in. <laughs> and, yeah. And he definitely tried. It was, this This is, like I said, everything you could have hoped for for this match coming to fruition. 23 minutes, 49 seconds. I think, I think that's perfectly timed, too. I wouldn't want to give it any less, and I don't know if I would have wanted to give it any more.
0: You know, I mean, yeah, I I could have dealt with it being 25. I could maybe have dealt with it being 30. We don't know what they had to have. Mm -hmm. But I I agree. I don't want it much less and as great as it was. I mean, I gave it an A-plus grade. So who knows? Going uh, 30 minutes might have dropped it down to an A-minus even. Who knows? So I gave it an A-plus. I agree with you. 24 minutes, bam. They did everything they needed to do in that time. They told that story from start to finish.
1: Yes they did. In fact, Mac that leaves us at a conundrum because the score as of the final match is pasty four Mac four. That's four and five This four. is
0: the second time this year <laughs> we've had a fucking tie, Pasty. We're starting out rough. Yeah. It's
1: On a the good second pay per view of this year.
0: I'm telling you, it's a good thing that we've uh And I think last week we also said it's
1: not gonna come down to a tiebreaker, and it still did.
0: It um it kind of did.
1: I'm just gonna keep and, saying it every time, and then I'm gonna try harder on the tiebreaker instead of just giving a random answer.
0: <laughs> I I will say you you gave me the call for the tiebreaker, so thank you. It was an easy call. I I picked the obvious easy answer. Yep. And I got the tiebreaker, but I'm not too I'm not too short of a man to, you know, say na 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 na. I Go got the win, fucker. Yes, you did. <laughs> we're all tied up for the year. Um, yeah, call your shot trophy gets used. No, it didn't. They didn't call it out. They didn't use it. Uh, zero, nip, nada. So it comes to a one-to-one. So not only have the first two pay-per-views of the year had ties in them, but we're tied with the first two pay-per-views of the year. <laughs> this is great. This is what you want. This is how yes, you want a indeed. pay-per-view to start out.
1: As. It's a slobber
0: knocker. Oh, <laughs> Um, so with that being said, Pasty, uh, what do you call the best match of the evening?
1: Oh, the main event for sure. Ah, you can't not see it. I mean, it. Rob Van Dam's no contest match. Definitely. I mean, it's
0: up there. It's, it's yeah. a contender.
1: Oh, so good.
0: Yeah. This is another match that, um, is going to get talked about for years to oh, come. Yeah. yeah. It definitely, uh, it, this if match we have good, to
1: head and shoulders above the rest of the card.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Nonstop. And, and we'll, stand head and shoulders above so many matches going forward of, of pay-per-views and everything i i want to say it here folks and let's hope like hell fat mac remembers but if this doesn't end up getting an award on uh our beefies we're gonna make a specific award for this match <laughs> because it deserves it deserves a beefy for what it is
1: yes we'll make it i don't know what it is top woman holding company's top championship yeah. award
0: the best, the best Tessa Blanchard versus Santa Callahan match on Impact Hard to Kill. I, you know, who knows? <laughs> but it deserves an award. We'll make it an award. It deserves it, I think. Overall I think, grade, I
1: think it, it's probably a shoe in to take most impactful.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it definitely could. It definitely could. I agree with you That's there.
1: A little soon to say, but yeah.
0: But still, um, overall grade, pasty. I'm gonna give it an A minus. There were some really, there were some lows. But I think a lot of the highs made up for it and with an a plus uh not only an a plus match at the end but the significance of it 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 brought me from uh i yeah I had to put it in the a category somewhere and I think I could only justify an a minus where are you at?
1: you know that fucking rob Van Dam promo it just sticks in my brain as the the worst thing in wrestling and a uh, no no. <laughs> I, can't well, even, I, can't I can't even pretend i can't even pretend but i'm giving it a b fuck it i try to stay pretty close to your letter grade but i'm, I'm giving it a b
0: well i, I think that works because then that kind of makes the final grade a b plus and i think that that some i am okay with it being a b plus
1: yes i need a button for Stephanie mcmahon saying you're a b plus superstar yes Granted, this is the only situation I would ever use. <laughs>
0: yes. So, Pacey, this is not the last time we are going to talk about Tessa Blanchard. No. Um, you want to...
1: Talk about it As we Let get, this get into go. this week's edition of the Savage Sentinel. I think I'll take the first portion of this, and then you take the second portion of this. I don't know. I don't want to do the second news story. is all I'm saying. That's that's your
0: Okay, vote so this that's, week. Okay, so why don't you why don't I do the first portion of this, you do the second portion and I'll do the second news story. All right. All right, so folks, Let the white on... guy
1: have a break for once.
0: <laughs> oh, for once. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, on Saturday I'm evening, so after a tweet was made by Tessa Blanchard, and this is revol- uh, involving this exact match that we are heralding, Pasty and I, about women supporting each other, several female wrestlers, including Shana, Renee Michelle, and Allison Kane. Allison I I don't know why I said Kane. Went on record to blast Blan- Such a Blanchard, silent and I can't even see it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she, anyway those women went on record to blast Blanchard's past conduct notably her spitting on and calling La Rosa Negra a racial slur in 2017
1: she's probably just saying her last name
0: Man. I'm so glad that the white guy said that before I got to say it <laughs> cause, cause I've thought it but um, La Rosa Negra uploaded a video giving getting her side of the allegation. She said quote, when I saw those tweets I was in shock and impressed because since 2017 people have been pushing me to speak out about something that isn't necessary. I don't like to talk about my personal life. I like to keep myself private. Reading all these fellow wrestlers tweets that support all these fellow wrestlers tweets that support me and reading their names it surprised me. And reading the non-wrestlers' comments, I said, I have to do something. Because it isn't how it says it was. Maybe people took it wrong. I don't want to be overexposed with this. The female wrestlers know what really happened and why I didn't say anything. Now, I want to clear things up. Working in the U.S. and Japan, I didn't respect anybody. No female wrestlers, promoters, sponsors, or any fans. That's not me. People who know me know how I am. Everywhere I've worked, they can tell you how I behave. I don't like to talk mean about people. I was there supporting people that helped me or didn't. I don't expect to receive any apologies. It's not necessary. I erased what happened. I gave it to God. It saddens me that racism, envy, and bad things exist in sports.
1: Yes, only it will good always always be there. should exist in sports.
0: As adults, when something bad happens, we can resolve things by talking. There's always a solution. Mine was to forget what happened on that day in April of twenty seventeen in Japan. Oh,
1: she should have said the date just to prove that she didn't.
0: <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I think this was a good experience for me because now I know I have a lot of backup. It's impressive. I didn't know so many people knew about the situation until the Twitter thing. I feel fulfilled. I feel tickled. Nothing will dull everything that I have achieved alone. Now, that was Le Rosa Negra's response to what these women have brought up. Pacey, you want to let us know what Tessa uh, had to retort?
1: Of course, Tessa Blanchard posted a statement on Twitter about the recent controversy surrounding her past behavior. Over the last week, I have been accused of calling a fellow wrestler a racial slur. To read this allegation has been personally upsetting. To be clear, I absolutely did not use that word. That word is not in my vocabulary, and that word is not in my heart. So what you gonna do, brother? Racism is not in my heart. Yet I know many people have to deal with racism in a way I will never have to. Racism is an awful part of American history, and it is equally awful that it's still part of our society today. While I did not do what was claimed, I stand ready to use my platform to support the fight against racism, however, I can. And once again, Uh, post her main event match at hard to kill. She had a speech in which she, she had said, I'm not a good, I'm not a perfect person. I I do. I've done things I do regret and and I'm not that person anymore. And then some other things along with an inspiring speech about how she's the new impact champion and anybody who's got a problem with it has to step up. But, uh, I mean, to me, for her to acknowledge it right afterwards, especially when Impact so easily could have said, oh, you're not winning it now.
0: Right. That was That's big Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And I will say, um, either she's got a great PR person, um, she spent a lot of time thinking of this, or she really feels this way, I don't know. But I love the, the fact that something you rarely ever hear in these uh, fake apologies Um, something that stood out to me as somebody of color, something that stood out to me was, uh, let me think, here it is. She said, uh, racism is not in my heart, yet I know many people have to deal with racism in a way I will never have to. You rarely hear that. A lot of times they try to almost make you feel like they are being attacked. Uh Even though, no offense to, to, to anybody, no Caucasian person understands it. They, they might understand other issues that happen to them, 100%. I had a, I, I had a discussion with a family member of mine who's Caucasian who was talking about white privilege, and I had a discussion about how nobody's saying that your life's easy, but there, there are issues you will never have to deal with ever, 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 ever in your life. Yeah. And um, it's cool she said that. She also... Um, there's something else that she said that I was really... I, I, I thought was awesome. But another thing that I want to point out, <clears throat> which is related to this, but not directly related, but I was talking to at, at work with a co-worker of mine, is that um, Pacey... I, I seen a thing that's going around here, and maybe you have seen it. Maybe other people have seen it. The first black student to ever be allowed into a white school. And I forget her name. And um, actually, I'm going to look it up because she deserves recognition. But that isn't even what the deal is. It isn't about her recognition. The thing about that is, Pasty, the first black person to ever be allowed in a white school, she turned 65 this year. That's how young racism is.
1: Yeah, yep.
0: Uh, Her name is Ruby Bridges, folks. Ruby Bridges, she deserves all the credit in the world because you know for a fact, if you think it's hard going to fucking elementary middle school now, fuck you to be the first black person and to be a woman, okay? She had hell to fucking pay. I would rather drag my testicles over cactuses that are a hundred degrees and then let fucking rabid Wolverines chew spam off of my naked body than deal with what she dealt with. But Ruby Bridges, the first black child at all white public elementary school, is in Louisiana. She just turned sixty five years today. So that's how young racism is. Yeah. It's not a. It's not something of the past. It's something that is here today. That means that the people that hated her kind back then are still alive as well. Those exact same people that tried to keep her out of school are still alive and voting. Yeah. So I, I don't mean to make this cultural, but I thought that was a decent time to. Uh,
1: exclaim that no it, it's a big thing and a lot of people don't realize that like even the entire history of, of the united states of america is like only what three three and a half people ago oh yeah if you think about it's, the average lifespan of a human
0: it's awful <sighs> um speaking of awful though i didn't think i would mention kkk in this broadcast but pasty put it on my lap and so i'll do it Because, folks, the controversy doesn't stop here. As former WWE star Abraham Washington, and I'm going to preface this by saying he's an African-American, has recently been portraying a new character called Reverend Jeremiah Constantine on his YouTube channel. Now, on Friday, Washington posted a video portraying a new character, pasty, a character called Clark Kunte Kent. Those are all K's to start out with, so his initials are K-K-K. And he took some heavy-handed shots at W-W-E. He started off taking aim at Seth Rollins' new Messiah gimmick. Which, when I was writing this news story, was the first time I heard Seth Rollins has a Messiah gimmick. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. We'll yeah, get into that played, later, he's Pasty. the Messiah of Monday night since he became a heel.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I didn't know he was a heel, so yeah. maybe we'll get into that it later. Just makes me <laughs> later. the, the modern-day
1: Maharaja.
0: So, you know I mean? uh, he, so, old KKK said, Seth, as of today, is 33 years old. Ironically... Jesus was murdered at age 33. Clearly, WWE is attempting to repeat history by crucifying his career with shitty, sacrilegious, brought-back-to-life to, CM Punk Messiah-type gimmick. Speaking of being brought back to life, the only thing in need of resurrection seems to be WWE creative itself, which has been dead since 2003. And that is heavily reflected in Monday Night Raw's ratings. Washington went on, as Kent, to take aim at Triple H's recent crude joke about Paige, which, if you all don't know, uh, Triple H made a joke about Paige um, maybe having kids she didn't know about out there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: And he kind of brought it up out of nowhere. It was kind of weird. Very uncomfortable. Anyways...
1: It was uncomfortable, but it was such, like, a nothing statement in the middle of, like, nothing going on in this press release thing. Like, I'm surprised yeah. it made news at all. Well,
0: it kind of was, but he kind of just pulled it out of nowhere. Like, all of a sudden, like, like he was going through cards, like, okay, now it's time to shut on Paige. Paige <laughs> has kids she doesn't know about. Okay, let's move on to other things. Weird. Well, um, we Becky Lynch
1: can be the man. Paige can have kids she doesn't know about, right?
0: I think... That's two very different things on opposite ends of the spectrum. But nonetheless, um, what old uh, Kunta Kent said was, can you believe that shit? This coming from a man who fucked a cold, lifeless body. I love this so much. And no, I'm not talking about Katie Vick. I'm talking about Stephanie McMahon, you (laughs) cold-hearted bitch. God, I love that. I marked out when I read that. I marked out so hard when I read that. Oh. Because while I was reading it, I was like, is he really going to claim that Triple H the man is horrible because Triple H the character fucked Katie Vick? And then he corrected me while I'm reading it. He said, no, I'm talking about that cold heart. Okay. Uh, I love it. Um, Wow. It, this isn't newsworthy other than the fact that it's so vulgar and so out there. Um, I, Abraham Washington was never a big star. Yeah, I'm
1: sitting here trying to rack my mind as to wh- when. Um, When was he in WWE?
0: Look him up. I don't know. Abraham Washington.
1: <laughs> here comes a bunch of shit about the president's.
0: I know, right? <laughs> Abraham Washington was in WWE from two thousand nine to twenty twelve. So at the time, I wasn't watching. Where? Well, no, just at the time I was I just starting it. to get back into it. it. Looks like I, i I'm just strong. so at the time I was getting into pro wrestling or uh, back into WWE. Nothing really I should have
1: been watching by twenty
0: twelve. Well, you should have known Abraham Washington. I'm he, looking he, right now. He went by the nickname KKK, pasty. Does that <laughs> ring a bell?
1: No, I'm seeing his face, and I'm still not recognizing him.
0: Well, he probably wasn't that big, and this is probably the most he's ever gotten. I will say he's he, he's he's really good at what he does right now. He should he, stick to this.
1: He managed the time primetime players for a period, I guess. Oh, okay i was Maybe, never yeah, into them either yeah titus o'neill and darren young millions of dollars millions of dollars no
0: no i i remember them i didn't i just wasn't into them <laughs> yeah no no <laughs> they were like a, a cheap they were a cheap crime time which is now a cheap uh uh, uh private party although private party has more talent than um uh, the two guys you just talked about yeah. And um, I think JTG would have been good in Private Party, but Chad Jaspar wouldn't have been good. So, yeah, yeah. They're all kind of the similar gimmick. Hey, we got two black guys. Let's make them thugs. <laughs>
1: so you there know. he goes.
0: Uh,
1: well, stepping away from controversy a little bit, Major League Wrestling is currently negotiating with a major entertainment company about holding a live event in Hawaii later this year. Likely built around the Von Eriks who live there. Are, are they ah. part of Are they part of the Blood family?
0: They are not.
1: They're not? No. They are not. That'd be fun.
0: But they like Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> this Surprisingly. is something that was
1: originally planned to be MLW's first pay-per-view last year, but then when it didn't come together, Chicago became the first pay-per-view city.
0: Whoop whoop! Woohoo!
1: I think Chicago this should, should be probably cool. be your first choice because i'm pretty sure most entertainment isn't doesn't hit very well in hawaii i was just watching joe rogan uh he had bill maher on and bill maher invited him to do his annual chris or new year's show in in hawaii and joe was talking about how comedy is pretty dead over there
0: i'm sure but i'm pretty sure not only is wrestling huge there but the von erics are huge there i think you'd get i think between Islanders that live there, and then people who are vacationing. I bet you you'd get a sellout oh, easily that would be there. Such
1: a fun vacation to go to Hawaii and watch some good ass wrestling. Yeah,
0: I think it, would, it. I think it would easily and will easily be a sellout. Um, Chicago was great. Obviously, AEW has proven Chicago is a huge independent or alternative. I guess you could say a wrestling city mm. for sure. Um, but. I think Chicago, or I think, uh, I think the story is, is awesome. So, and and with Major League Wrestling being a smaller, they're not going to run a huge venue there. Let's be honest, right, they're not right. running, they're not running anything Spam even speedium. as big as Madison Square Garden. Yeah, oh, that'd be awesome. Why not? You know, but I, I think it'd be perfect for them. I think it would tell a great story. Obviously, in pro wrestling, the islands have have always been a hot spot. Whether it's Samoa, whether it is um, Hawaii, whether it is uh, Puerto Rico, a- any of those, they do huge. So I think it's great. I can't wait for it. I would love to go there, but I'm not going to be able to. But I could I could imagine they're going to have a sellout. I don't think they'll have a problem selling that out at all. Yeah. One person who has a problem selling out because uh, it's just not available. Impact Wrestling confirmed their Twitch TV account, pasty was suspended. Oh, no. I this due to why ex- that was. This due to explicit content. It appears the content in question was all Robbie v. Rob Van Dam doing a promo featuring an extremely scantily clad Katie Forbes, his girlfriend, and her girlfriend, all in bed, with whipped cream, with Rob Van Dam, it was, uh as Pasty and I have already said, it was very, very WCW, WWE-ish. Not what we need to see probably in 2020. At least not what I want to no, see in No, I expect,
1: Rob Van Dam's been around for so long, I just expect so much more out of him. But I guess the age group... Like like he's he's portraying the role of like a top rock star. Like where you would expect Chris Jericho well, to be when he's on tour.
0: Let me put it this way, Pasty. As a father of a thirteen year old, I know that my thirteen year old has watched hardcore porn on his phone. So we no longer need to see softcore implied porn <laughs> on our wrestling shows. Yeah. Give us wrestling and good storylines, and then when we want to see porn. We'll go to fucking Pornhub.com and stream that shit and jerk right. off. Okay? And if it was on uh, Pornhub, honestly, I'm
1: sure it would have got a lot of hits. Uh, for
0: sure. So that's, that's what been it is. I've thinking that
1: since the story broke. I was like, oh, shit. He should have taken it to the right website. And he'd have been fine.
0: So, but to get back to the story, we have heard that the I company is working towards getting the suspension lifted. And Twitch <laughs> has an existing deal, has had an existing deal with Impact Furniture an ongoing channel featuring a mix of live and streaming content from impacts video library. So I'm sure it's going to shortly get uh fixed and brought back up, but they're off for now. They're suspended.
1: Yep. No more sex parties for you, Robbie.
0: Wow. He still gets them. He just doesn't <laughs> get to air them on Twitch TV.
1: And with the temporary hole, impact is left in our minimal choices in wrestling on TV today. Oh, very
0: few! I I can't even find wrestling, man. I I turned on the WWE Network and I'm like, "Where's the wrestling?"
1: (laughs) Two companies are already making television deals for us to talk about in the Sentinel today. Woo! First, according to news broken by Deadline Hollywood, Major League News, Wrestling. What? Oh, okay. First broken by Deadline Hollywood, Major League Wrestling has signed on with ICM Partners and is looking to broker new TV and streaming deals for the promotion. ICM is a talent agency with offices in Los Angeles, New York, Washington, and London. They represent showrunners in the TV and film industry. MLW's TV rights became available this spring. The promotion is touting a 43% growth in total viewers from 2018 to 2019 while on BN Sports, which is huge in the television and wrestling industry. ICM partners will also represent MLW with the launch of MLW Studios, hopefully it's better than WWE Studios, a multi-platform media studio offering the slate of original scripted and non-scripted programming according to an MLW press release.
0: Well, this is great for MLW. I'm super happy for them.
1: Yes, thank God, because they don't already have something on TV.
0: Right. And they could just fucking... Well, they do have something on TV. Shut up. (laughs) They're on BN Sports every week, (laughs) weekly. But they could definitely use... Everybody could use... If I'm going to look at every wrestling promotion out there right now, I want MLW to expand. Yeah. Just greedily, because I love MLW. That's my favorite right now. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with them growing. And this is is huge. It is. And them getting a 43% growth in viewers from 2018 to 2019, considering how saturated the market is now, That means the word's getting out there. That's gargantuan. That's almost a 50% increase. What are you talking about? I think so, because we've been touted more than anybody. Mm -hmm. Very happy to hear that, Pasty. But something else that's huge news that I'm super happy to hear about is that uh, it was reported Wednesday... AEW and Warner Media have announced that their deal for AEW Dynamite on TNT has now been extended. All right! The new deal is for four years and $175 million. That is just under $45 million per year. Although TNT will no longer be covering production costs, So that now falls in AEW's lap. So some of that money they're getting is now going to have to go towards production. Still, quite, quite, quite a good leap. Uh, By all estimations, they're going to be profitable next year. For a company to be profitable in their second year, especially a company as huge as this, that is very seldom heard of. That's huge. Yes. So... Way to fucking go! Also, it feels
1: really good, especially when people are posting the pictures of the uh, the hard cam side of the arena and
0: everything. Well, you know what? It's a- not all about uh, it's not all about ticket sales. Just because right. people aren't coming to see you live doesn't mean people aren't tuning in, and doesn't mean that investors aren't uh trying to sell products on your soul. Also, TNT has the first option for renewal in twenty twenty four, which means. That AEW can't go and shop around to other companies to try to boost up TNT's um, price. If TNT wants to renew them next year, AEW has to take that offer. So, Well,
1: I can't see what uh, any other broadcasting network you'd want to go to that hasn't already been tainted by WWE. You know right. Right.
0: It was also announced that two sides have agreed on a new AEW series, Pacey, to premiere at a later date. And it looks like the second series will be AEW Dark, which currently airs Tuesdays on YouTube, but will be coming to TNT with a few added changes. In fact, The raps Tony Maglio spoke with Turner President Kevin Reilly at the Television Critics Association press event on Wednesday, and Riley reviews the new, revealed the news there. He said Dark will air weekly on TNT, but it won't air 52 weeks a year, and that's likely due to uh, other programming on TNT. They've always been known to do that, even back in uh, WCW days. Mm-hmm. Riley elaborated on the plan to add changes to AEW Dark before bringing it to cable TV, saying, quote, We're going to embellish AEW Dark and put some additional material, kind of behind-the-scenes, kind of docu-follow stuff, if you will, about the athletes and the stories. Riley later told Variety that the new and improved AEW Dark will not air on Monday nights against WWE Raw, saying, We just figured let's bring it onto the network and make it a place where you truly plant up where you truly plant up-and-coming talent. I think we'll start doing more packages there and filming some behind-the-scenes stuff. Not for the matches that night, but with other talent to plant stories and grow things that could eventually become another show in and of itself. Now, here's where it gets kind of weird, Pasty, because this came from a Turner official, but old crazy Uncle Dave Meltzer states Meltzer. a different opinion, saying... Meltzer. In the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, the new show will not replace AEW Dark. He says, quote, When the new show launches, launches, the Wednesday tapings would expand and also include matches taped for the streaming show Dark, which would not be going away. This means there will be about four hours a week for the product being taped. While TNT is likely the home for this new show, if Dave Meltzer is correct, it's not guaranteed and it could end up on another Warner Media Station.
1: Man, if it wound up on CW, that could be so <laughs> big for AEW as a whole.
0: Now like, CW <laughs> is
1: a shitty channel and I won't watch it under any <laughs> circumstance, but that's basic TV that's accessible to everyone. Right.
0: That's true. Now also of note, the new show is unable to run on either Sundays or Mondays, so it couldn't go up against Raw or pay-per-views. That's Due funny. to the agreements in place between the Khan family and the NFL, because as the owners of the Jacksonville Jaguars, they are prohibited from airing programming on a day and time that coincides with the NFL football. That's
1: totally fine. I don't... Why would Dark want to take on Raw in the first place? That's what I don't understand. Like, why is this keep coming up in every paragraph of well
0: it's just because that's i mean it it got brought up with tna it's get brought up with everybody right now and honestly if you wanted to go head-to-head against wwe you're going head-to-head on friday right now exactly
1: smackdown is the easier target at the moment
0: but um
1: but i think dark tuesdays is already a perfect spot for it it gets you warmed up and ready for the for the show the following day and i enjoy that I just hope that if it is dark and it does go to TV, they still bring it to YouTube because I think that was huge for AEW and and a lot of people watch it.
0: That's, that's what I was saying. I was talking to a a, um, coworker today and I was like, if you want to keep watching uh, dark, you better catch up on it now because it's going to TNT pretty soon. And it's like, so, so I don't know. I don't know. You know, Dave Meltzer, is pretty good especially at big stuff like this where like companies Uh are involved he usually seems to know what he's talking about but the the confirmation of dark being moved to tnt came from riley who is a tnt official yeah so it's like
1: (sighs) i'm putting all my eggs in the basket of dark is going to tv it's already a brand it's our it would just be so much easier to translate it yeah but it. you'd almost
0: have to completely rebrand it wouldn't you because you don't want your dark matches on a tv show i don't
1: know i like it i mean dark,
0: well i like, I like it the i'm that just that saying it's
1: called AEW dark like that it lets you know what you're watching whereas like wwe main event like that ain't no fucking main event i get that
0: I... but would you would you if you're flipping through channels as if you let's say you had cable or satellite and you were flipping through the channels. Would you want to stop on AEW dark matches that happened before and after the real show? Or is that something you'd more want to tune into YouTube to watch? You know what I mean? Like I I can see people not dark
1: matches on YouTube, but as, as a casual, you're not going to know what they mean by dark, you know, it's like well, casual. going to watch it. Like,
0: because a casual doesn't know any of those wrestlers. If it's not yeah. John Cena or them, I mean, nobody casual, I think, is gonna watch. I, I, don't, I don't know. I guess it's this is really they're 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 dropping a lot of uh, a lot of things we don't know the answers to.
1: Yeah, and this is all huge shit. Like I didn't expect it's huge at least another year. Like what? It's this, huge. Why is yeah. there more? Why is we don't need more? We it's hard to be a professional doing more. this already. We don't need more.
0: Oh, there's too much. But
1: I'll take it because I hate myself that
0: much. Well, and first of all, I'm so, I'm happy that we live, that we finally, I was scared for, a, there was a time where I was scared pro wrestling was going to die. So I'm happy that we live in an era where there's too much.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Too much is still better than, than, not enough or none. Right.
1: Yeah. yeah. It, it, it is the problem I would choose to have if I had my choice.
0: Correct. When, when I come home from the grocery store and I'm like, there's too much stuff in the freezer. I have to make steaks tonight. It's like, yeah, I wish there wasn't too much stuff in the freezer, but that's the best problem I could have. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cause I've had the problem where there was nothing in the freezer. Yeah. Yeah. And they, I didn't know what God to eat God that WWE night.
1: WWE isn't the only thing to watch <laughs> right
0: now. For real. <laughs> Cause otherwise I wouldn't be watching anything probably, or I would be watching WWE. I don't know. Uh, um either that or i'd be going or maybe i'd be coming i don't know pacey
1: ah uh, well why don't we do both at the same time
0: oh usually i like to come and then go but you know hey if you can if you can pop them both off at one time teach me my friend teach right. me right
1: this is how you do it snap it to it
0: You like montel jordan
1: yes PW Insider has confirmed Marty Skrull signed a new deal with Ring of Honor. Skrull's contract had expired at the end of November 2019. The length of the contract is undisclosed, but was noted Ring of Honor offered Skrull WWE main roster money. With only being obligated to 40 dates per year, the most conservative contract in nearly 20-year history of the promotion.
0: Damn. They like Marty Skrull.
1: Well, they like him more than that because it was also confirmed that he will be taking on a lead booking role and creative duties behind the scenes as well. Wow, that was fun. <laughs> Hunter Delirious it. Johnston remains with the company in a creative capacity. Is the plan right My now? My favorite
0: Hunter who is in a creative capacity of a pro wrestling <laughs> show. Let me tell you.
1: There's not enough H's there for me, man. <laughs> As the plan right now is for Skrull to determine the direction for Delirious to run the television shows using Skrull's ideas and adding in details and formatting it for television, Delirious is said to be happy about the deal as it takes a lot of pressure and anxiety away from his role since he has been on the Ring of Honor booking team since 2010 and head booker since 2012. It appears that Skrull's new Ring of Honor deal will also allow Skrull to continue to work in the NWA as Skirr is being advertised for the next set of NWA Power Tapings scheduled for January 26th in Atlanta.
0: And I am so excited for these skrull all this matches. Oh. Yes. This is this is a good ah uh, I can't Rumor wait for Rumor also has
1: it that he could be cleared to work for New Japan and AEW as well from what
0: I saw this week and and that would be awesome.
1: I mean, if you want to keep him around, this is the way to do it. Also, this is great for Skrull because when he does finally go full on to AEW, he could probably get a nice role as an EVP. Right? Right. <laughs> that's I think that I feel like it that's could. why he's doing this. I I had read he can run a show.
0: I had read New Japan was optional, but WWE and AEW were not because of their status, but doesn't mean, you know, if you and I read two different things, that means that nobody knows. Yep, that's exactly what Or that both people are guessing. Mm. <laughs> Which is probably right. Well, uh, but good for Skrull. Well,
1: I don't know if you watched uh, Dynamite this week, but they're playing it off as there's an undisclosed figure at the head of the, the Dark Order now. And so the speculation yeah. is that it's Skrull running things villain and he's, enterprises he's trying to pick up nakazawa and and um uh, 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 uh omega and hangman page so to me that for it to be squirrel doing that that makes a lot of sense because all of them awesome. are dead so he's gonna take part of them and then wage war against the elite that would be great
0: right i would love it i would love it continue the villain enterprises you know and it could be the villain dark order Yep. you know or just the dark order and just him. I mean, it doesn't have to be a villain, but right. it works. He's um, the villain
1: behind the dark order. I actually like that better
0: than using the name villain again. But nonetheless, this is this is huge for Ring of Honor who we have noted in the past couple of years has really dropped and keeping Marty Skrull locked in and especially, you know, giving him giving him behind the scenes creative duties can I would hope help. I don't know how he is as a creative personality. I know how he is personally as a creative personality. He he's just added so much to his character that he made his character, so that is amazing. Mm. But the fact that they locked in a big name like Marty Skrull, he's not going anywhere. Obviously. They gave him um duties behind the scenes, which hopefully helps. This is this is good for Ring of Honor. This is a good step in twenty twenty. To moving back to where we want them to be, I think.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree. This is this is huge for him. This is big for Ring of Honor. I, I I I'm expecting to see Ring of Honor kind of get back on their feet in the next year.
0: Um, and it's good for NWA to know that they're going to be able to continue using him yes. because they're building themselves also. And Skrull is can only be a positive in any whether he's in ring of honor whether he's in NWA whether he's in AEW he can only help whatever brand he's on
1: we uh we we don't have the fact that Scott Steiner showed up on NWA this week in in the comings and goings so i'm just going to drop that right here well he did <laughs> did i i didn't see it i was scrolling
0: no he did i said oh, he yeah, did
1: he he did so that's there
0: we liked it <laughs> uh it was
1: I mean, you know, if he's he, gonna every show time him we anywhere, NWA is a good place for it.
0: Every time we see him, he he's showing that he's older than the last time we seen him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, but goddamn it, we love him on the mic. <laughs> God damn, do we love him on the mic? Yes. With that being said, he's still better than a lot of other people in the ring. But yeah, I think so.
1: And and, and that that chainmail headpiece really hides his age well.
0: We like the chainmail. Yes. Just to ask an old, uh, old maple leaf muscle, Petey Williams. And uh, basically, after being with MLW since 2017 and becoming the company's first ever world middleweight champion, old Maxwell Jacob Friedman revealed on Twitter that his stay with Major League Wrestling, the company that made him a his old name, has come to an end. But he claims the dynasty will continue on. While he has wrestled his final match for MLW, MJF will remain on TV for several months in the future, pasty, as there has been content that has been pre-taped for quite a while. Well, that's how you do
1: it. Record six years of content.
0: <laughs> I mean, Tupac's still me. putting out albums. Come on!
1: Go <laughs> <laughs> have him wrestle as a hologram.
0: Plus, though, he's local to MLW headquarters in New Rochelle, New York, so he can always come in if needed and shoot promos. Mm -hmm. And, in fact, his official deal doesn't expire until a few months from now. So, at that point, he'll be exclusively locked in with AEW as part of a five-year deal. So, he's still technically under contract with them. They're just letting him leave now and then finish up the rest of his contract. Quote, already pre-recorded but pulling him back in for a few uh spots, you know what yeah. i mean? Yeah. Which is, which is smart. It's smart for them to do that rather than wait till he's no longer with them at all and then have 7 months of him recorded in the ring and no backstage shit recorded. Yeah. So that's pretty smart of them. You don't see that a lot with wrestling companies, but that's kind of forward thinking of MLW. I give it up to Kurt Bauer for that.
1: Yeah, that's good stuff. And, you know, with, with the way things are going with MJF and AEW right now, I totally understand his his urge to, to lock himself down to one company.
0: Well, and the way M- uh, MLW and AEW has been so far, I would not be surprised to see MGF make a shot here or there with them in the future, either. To be honest.
1: Yeah, yeah I don't know. Did you Did you watch uh, this week Dynamite?
0: I watched All uh, Fusion.
1: Ah, Cody agreed to to MJF's terms, so he will not touch MJF before Revolution. He will face Wardlow in a cage match before Revolution and MJF gets to whip him with a belt in the ring.
0: Ah, yeah, for him. Yes. So it's like Hulk Hogan and and David Flair. He
1: has to kiss MJF's ring as well. So that's that's another thing. (laughs) So yeah, I I think it's a good build, you know what I mean? Like, at least we know what's going to happen the next like four weeks leading up Yeah, we like that. And this will be Wardlow's debut match, so that'll be good to see, too. (sighs) And speaking of AEW, Taz has signed a multi-year deal with them after making several appearances for the company over the past few months. Yes! The ECW original returned to the announce table for Wednesday's AEW dark tapings and then inked his contract after the show ended. AEW released video of the FTW champion, Executive Vice President Cody Rhodes, and Vice President of Business Strategy Chris Harrington. Who the fuck is that?
0: The business! <laughs> we like the business.
1: Making the deal official after the show. Taz's hiring is allegedly so he can work on commentary for the new show. It's just good. Taz has been the least uh. let down of anybody who's touched the con- actually this week um, <laughs> this week's dark had god damn it where did i i had it somewhere did i send it to you in a message nope are you sure i think i did yep nope. i'm gonna look i'm gonna, I'm gonna look uh, a legendary um memphis announcer his name's like no i did because i told you why you
0: should watch no I, I watched i no i watched the uh is it? i watched the uh the the memphis uh tribute and all that i don't know what you're getting at pasty the,
1: the, the white haired dude he's
0: the who... guy who has white hair that's eric bischoff you oh, jackass <laughs> yes it is He's the announcer with white hair. Oh, that's Eric Bischoff. No, the other one. Oh, that's Bobby Heenan. God damn it. Hang on. This is riveting fucking podcast. Nobody's
1: folks. listening anymore. Sean. No, it is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How about Dave Brown? You like there Dave you Brown? Go.
1: that's it. That's it. He's got a. Oh, my
2: God. Voice.
1: I was gonna say it's like Dave something, Bob something. It's a very simple name, but yeah, I don't, I don't know him from announcing. Okay, because I wasn't a big old school wrestling guy, but he's got yeah. a really good voice for it. And if he decided to jump on ship too, I wouldn't wouldn't complain. We'd Although he's right old and probably wouldn't be able to be around for long.
0: No, but it's still better than what they got. That's that's the one thing lacking in AEW. They need to they need to fine-tune their announced team but it sounds like uh on the announced team ones who can keep what is, up with the action well pasty it almost sounds like taz might not help out with that huh you might be going to that new show
1: might be it's all up in the air
0: so we might uh might be stuck with who we got i don't know but there's some more uh, controversial AEW news as of note pasty. And that is, according to SoCal censor Brian Cage has signed, signed a multi-year deal with All Elite Wrestling. Yes, right. The former Impact World Champion became a free agent after his Impact contract expired just recently. Then at Impact's Hard to Kill, as we talked about, he kind of got squashed by Rob Van Dam, which is usually a clear sign that he isn't sticking around. Now, in the past, Cage has wrestled for several promotions, such as AAA in Mexico, Lucha Underground in California, Pro Wrestling Noah in Japan, and Pro Wrestling Gorilla on the East Coast of the United States. And that's been since his 2004 debut, as well as wrestling in Impact, where he really got his name out there. We should note that Melissa Santos, though, who is Cage's shoot wife, denied reports on Twitter. She tweeted, quote, really? How can you confirm something that isn't true? I'm his wife, and I can confirm he he hasn't signed on any dotted line.
1: Because the line was solid. (laughs)
0: Later on, she added, and when he finally signs somewhere, be it AEW, Impact, etc., we will let you know people trying to get ahead of actual facts, not cool so uh, I would still say that there's probably he's a 95 percent chance he's that he's going to aew he just, just hasn't internet. actually signed yeah the internet I don't think he's signed I just think now. he is doing it
1: yeah
0: I would agree with her that I, I I believe her that he's not actually signed but I think he's going there
1: yeah but it was the same thing with fucking Mundo saying oh his wife's saying oh he's not going to yep. WWE what the fuck are you talking about then he showed up the next week
0: yeah so he's probably going there he just probably isn't technically hmm. signed.
1: Just like, Edge is cleared for wrestling. No, I'm not. What are you talking about? The the internet works faster than people do. Is Edge
0: wrestling now? Is that something I don't know about? No, but the
1: speculation is he will be wrestling at the Saudi show.
0: Or or the very
1: furthest out, WrestleMania. But he has been cleared by WWE doctors, and why else would you be cleared? You know what I mean? That's sad. I could see a Saudi show. One more big payday for him.
0: It's so sad, though.
1: Oh yeah, it is. It is. We don't want to see and, and Edge. And just came back, and Edge and Sheamus cut like two two episodes of Sheamus's Celtic Warrior workout, which is more than I've seen anybody else do with him. So I wonder if Sheamus and Edge won't have something going on. Hmm.
0: Sad. Very sad. <laughs> sad. <laughs> I'd be I mean, happy isn't to that see him Sad.
1: Right. It is sad when you can't be done and be done. It sucks.
0: Well, isn't it sad when he he ended on top, and then he's gonna come back and have a shit match? Yeah, yeah, like Shawn Michaels. <laughs> yes, or like <laughs> a million of them: Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair and uh, Undertaker, and like e- even uh, Stone Cold didn't leave at its top. Yeah. Like, come on, you fuckers! Yep. I'm okay. I'm okay with them getting one last paycheck but don't do it on a big stage <laughs> that's selfish of me <laughs> because they're not you know go out there and make 50 bucks you well, bastard the best part
1: is this next saudi <laughs> show is scheduled for like a week or two before wrestlemania and it's supposed to be a wrestlemania caliber show for i the know is, oh and is, it's gonna be yeah wrestlemania is gonna fucking suck this year <laughs> but guess
0: what i'm still not watching that fucking saudi show because i'm i've I'm on a track record of not watching a single fucking do one of them. you have
1: are still going to agree to go? Are they all retired? You know what I mean? Why like, not? After the last time, so many people said they won't go again.
0: Why not call it WWE no longer retired and just <laughs> fucking bring out all the old guys who are still alive? Put the Iron Sheik in there! He can't walk but just drop him down like you did Owen Hart, you fuckers! <laughs> Some- uh... What are we at now?
1: Um, Ring of Honor announced this afternoon that Kenta, who had worked for the company during his time for pro wrestling, no, would be appearing at Super Card of Honor event in April in Lakeland, Florida, over the WrestleMania 36 weekend. His first appearance in 11 years for the company.
0: That's a wow. huge gift for Ring of Honor. Also, yes, huge.
1: It shows that Ring of Honor and New Japan are still working together a little bit
0: a little bit
1: a little bit and I'm pretty sure Skrull is going to be the one to mend that bridge even more
0: I would hope so I think it could only help honestly Ooh. wouldn't that be fun especially if since to uh
1: hold like Ring of Honor New Japan and AEW all together and NWA?
0: it really seems like AEW and uh and New Japan just will not work together and I, I put it on the cons I really put it on the cons but because um, obviously New Japan's willing to work with most people. But I think
1: you can't say they won't work together because Mox and Jericho wrestle
0: on their shows. You know what I mean? That's, but they don't have those, they, they don't, don't have exclusive together. contracts. No, those two guys don't have exclusive contracts. They have contracts. There's a huge difference between exclusive contracts and contracts, you know. Yeah, I don't know that anybody in in uh, AEW has exclusive contracts. I have not heard that anybody does. No,
1: I don't think so. I think the contract, the 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 variance is different. Like a lot of people can't wrestle in uh, on television in America. Correct,
0: correct. But um, I don't I don't know of any exclusive, but um, but actually working together, like co-promoting things, yeah. like I'll give you these guys, you give us these guys, or or something like that. It seems like the cons aren't into that, but I think it has something to do with, obviously, they know their, they know their sports, and they know their international markets. Mm-hmm. So, I, it, it's probably a smart thing on AEW's part, and I don't understand it, but I know that, obviously, they're in the American football game, and they're also in the European football game. Yes. Yeah. And so not only do they know sports, but they know international markets. So I think they they know something more than you and I know. That's my guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something more than uh, probably WWE knows. Or something different than WWE knows, I should say.
2: Yeah.
0: And that's what I think is holding them up. And I don't think it's a bad thing because obviously, yes, they they work with MLW and they work with – New Japan letting these people go there, so I, 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 I don't know what the deal is.
1: Yeah, it's, it's uh, pretty interesting, and we'll, we'll see how it develops. I just I expect more to come from it in the next few months, actually.
0: Well, somebody I expect less to come from, or at least I hope, like, fucking hell, Elias has agreed to a multi-year contract extension with WWE. Yeah. The news was first announced by He's Ryan Satin, I don't care. On the latest episode of WWE Backstage, and the company later confirmed it on their website with a post as well, Elias confirmed the new deal, locks him in for three more years. Well,
1: WWE is probably his highest value point anyway. So. Oh, but yeah. That, yeah, it's the best I thing I for I still him. walk with Elias. I
0: just... It's good for you. Yeah. I walk alone, as as the song says.
1: All right. Batista.
0: I don't think that's a Batista song. I don't Isn't think it? he sings.
1: No, but it's Batista's theme song.
0: It is not!
1: Walk, yes, it
0: oh, is. shut up. Now you're just <laughs> saying things. <laughs> It's a Green Day song, you jackass. <laughs> it's not a fucking Batista song. It's
1: Batista's theme song, motherfucker.
0: Batista never used Green Day as his theme no, song. No, it's a
1: different band. Well, get
0: the fuck out of here.
1: Batista no theme lyrics. The song is called I Walk Alone by Saliva. I've walked for miles inside this pit of danger. I swallowed down a thousand years of anger. The weight of the world is resting on my shoulders. I walk alone.
0: You do realize that's not the lyrics, though, right?
1: No, I know you're talking Green Day. The
0: lyrics says, "I walk a lonely road, the only road I have ever known. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know where it goes, but it's only me. I walk alone." And the music video has three of them walking yeah. alone, but I it's three of them. I walk
1: miles inside this pit of danger.
0: Yeah. So. A place where
1: no one follows me. What do we got now? walk alone. Yeah. What do we got now? Uh, Another re-signing to WWE is Kalisto, who can't learn a lesson, apparently. He's also signed a multi-year contract extension and agrees to do good lucha things, according to Pro Wrestling Sheet. The site is reporting that the Masked Luchador has decided to re-sign with the promotion because he says he feels that he has a lot left to accomplish in the
0: company. Crickets. Creakies. <laughs> um, I mean, he has a lot more. He can't have anything less. Let's be yeah, honest. There's about a lot that. more he
1: can accomplish, but he won't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he okay.
0: can't accomplish anything less. Let's right. let's just be honest.
1: Maybe he'll be the one to retire Ray Mysterio. Wouldn't that be fun?
0: Uh, no. He deserves somebody better than that. (laughs) Like Green. Uh, (laughs) But, Pasty, six new recruits have reported to the WWE Performance Center. This class includes Mercedes Martinez, as we reported on last week, as well as an independent wrestler, an acrobat, a former NFL player, among many others.
1: A clown and a prostitute.
0: And uh, it's it's a bunch of clowns overseen by a bunch of monkeys, as they said. That is my favorite clip from the news in the last week. That was the greatest fucking soundbite ever. So, what do you have to say about uh, the the missile attack on the air on on the on the plane in Iran? That airport. Is run by a bunch of monkeys, over run by a bunch of clowns, overseen by a bunch of monkeys. That is so (laughs) fucking awesome. It made my day when I heard that reported on the news. Uh, Just to hear reporters say that, anyways. um, WWE's bios of these new recruits reads as follows: Pasty, we'll just do a uh, every other. We'll just do a point and shoot. Yes. So Emily Andulis of powell tennessee brings a diverse athletic background with her to orlando the 27 year old is a blue belt in brazilian jiu-jitsu and i believe that's better than a black belt but i'm just making that up because i don't fucking know and she trains in taekwondo she competed on dwayne the rock johnson's titan games and was crowned the first female titan ah
1: Anthony Francis is a six foot five three hundred thirty pounder with five years of NFL experience under his belt. The former defensive tackle played for the Miami Dolphins, Seattle Seahawks, and Washington Redskins and probably has zero Super
0: Bowl rings and that's racist. Sidney Bateman is a twenty seven year old acrobat from St. Louis, Missouri. Bateman was a cast member for. Soleil, Lucia. where she specialized in hoop diving
1: she'll be diving through a lot of hoops to get a push in wwe that's for sure yes. zachariah smith towers over the new recruits at seven feet tall and 310 pounds why is he lighter than the six foot five guy
0: <laughs> because he's a basketball player not a football player
1: it's helium. The Oklahoma native played college basketball for Morgan State University before going pro internationally. He also played the longtime rivals of the Harlem Globetrotters, the Washington General.
0: Sadly, he has zero wins to his name. We don't know how it happened. The fucker used a ladder. Call it ref. He's using a ladder. They're literally stacked on each other's
1: shoulders and not dribbling.
0: (laughs) Kenny Marquis, a.k.a. independent wrestling standout Jake Atlas, brings his unique experience in gymnastics and cheerleading to the WWE Performance Center. This young 25-year-old Californian native
1: broke the band out back in
0: promotions like Pro Wrestling Gorilla and appeared on an episode of Undercover Boss featuring <laughs> Stephanie McMahon. What? Where Marquise explained to WWE's chief brand officer that his dream was to become the first openly gay WWE champion. When was WWE an undercover boss? I have was, that no idea. I,
1: was
0: that a thing? Was that a thing? Stephanie
1: just dress up as, as, as her dad? Like, Is that a thing? I don't know. I know Vince. No, Vince did an undercover boss thing, and they called him out, like, right away because he couldn't not be himself even though he was in costume. I remember seeing that. I do not remember Stephanie McMahon doing it.
0: Hi there, buddy. I'm here to park the cars at the stadium. Uh, what are you up to? Oh, I've been a valet for 25 years. Uh, what do you like? I like chocolate titties. Vince McMahon. Yeah, Vince is that McMahon? You? <laughs> oh man, pasty. I think I broke a funny bone laughing at that shit. Oh. <laughs> oh with that being said, uh, I think we should move into the injury report. I mean fucking or not yes
1: exactly oh okay (laughs) precisely what i was thinking
0: well done fat mac (laughs) (laughs) so basically rich swan suffered a major ankle
1: injury (laughs) wait we didn't talk about kenny marquez aka independent wrestling standout jake atlas I just fucking about him. Oh, Shut the fuck okay. up. I got to the cheerleading part. I'm like, okay, it was done. He deserves a second mention, motherfucker. <laughs> it, you fucker. Rich Swan suffered a major ankle sprain Where? at an event in San Antonio on Friday and will not clear in time for Saturday's Hard to Kill pay-per-view. Swan was set to team with Willie Mack sing on the North for the Impact Tag Team Championships. Instead, as mentioned in the results, the North defended the titles in a handicap match against just the Willie.
0: Pacey, let's get back on track, okay? Right, you are. So, on this week in pro wrestling history, WCW prevented their Sin pay per view on January 14, 2001. <laughs> the show was originally intended to be the first pay per view of the Fusion Media Ventures era. <laughs> What the fuck are we doing here, pasty? I don't know. What the fuck is going know. on with us? I don't know. <laughs> We're so
1: close yet, so far from the MG. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. I've lost it. I've just lost it. i got to take a second. I'm sorry, folks. Ray
1: Phoenix has appeared to oh. suffered some sort of neck injury after a pile driver during his match against Joey You skipped
0: the first one, you
1: know <laughs> No, we. No, I, I screamed the Rich Swan one at you okay. while you were. Yeah.
0: It, it's out I there. I probably did. Okay, it's out the there. Whole thing. I don't know where the fuck we're at.
1: Ray oh. Phoenix appeared to have suffered some sort of neck injury after a pile driver during his match against Joey Janela on this week's Dynamite. Ooh. After the match, Phoenix had to be helped to the back.
0: Poor Ray. We like your Ray. You're a yeah. good man. Um, OVE's Madman Fulton suffered a shoulder injury towards the end of his match. With Ken Shamrock at Hard to Kill, Shamrock noted after the match that he never wants to see anyone get hurt. But he's so glad that he fucked this motherfucker up. (laughs) And he hopes he sees him in motherfucking hell.
1: (laughs) It was really fun seeing him plead with the ref that he can complete the match. When his arm was completely and totally dislocated, you could tell. Right. Ugh, that was It was hard to watch, but it was so good. And then he didn't jam it into the corner or, or a barricade to put it back in. Like, what the fuck? That rookie mistake right there. Come on now.
0: <laughs> um, P. Steve, I'm just going to, uh, I'm going gonna I'm gonna to preface, for this. No, no, no. I'm, I'm gonna preface this right now. I'm going to preface this saying, folks, I think this may be the most, uh, wrestling, like it, it, major, like all three of these are major wrestling yeah. deaths. There's been three
1: fun out of the podcast right here
0: right now. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck! (laughs) Why'd you make me laugh, you fucker?
1: (laughs) No, No, you're not supposed supposed to have any fun. I
0: know we've had such a good time, but honestly, um, it's been rough. Uh, uh, No, it's been good, but I think this three is at least the most we've had. But I don't even remember three, but we might have in the past. So we've have a distinctive obituaries uh, segment. I'm going to start off, Pasty, with this one. There's, there's three of them here. They're all major. It's not even like any, there's no minors in here. The first one, some of you might not understand, but if you're 80s and 90s wrestling fans, you truly uh, will miss him. So I, with, without any uh, a fun beef stick shit that we like to do, I'm just going to bust it out here. Uh, first one we have is Kazuo Sakurada also known as Kendo Nagasaki. He passed away at 71 years of age. Man, that name was age.
1: totally made by Vince McMahon,
0: right? You would think so. You would think so, but not. Hmm. Uh, died at 71 years of age after his pacemaker stopped. So uh, he was living on borrowed time already. Battery didn't recharge. There you go. This is according to reports coming from Japan. To give you a little backup for those of you who don't know of uh, Kendo Nagasaki, debuting in 1971, Sakurada was actively wrestling, but 30 years later, he wrestled until mid-2001, pasty. 30 years, 3 decades Actually, into four decades, but three decades of wrestling. He's best known for his samurai warrior gimmick in the 80s and 90s. He used a kendo stick, he wore face paint, and he utilized, quote, the mist, such as made famous by the great Kabuki, great Muda, and even now Asuka. Getting his start in Japan, Sakurada made his way to Puerto Rico, The US and Canada working in numerous territories including WWC of Puerto Rico, Stampede Wrestling of Canada, and Florida Championship Wrestling where he won the NWA Florida Heavyweight Championship. He then returned to Japan in 1990 to finish out his pro wrestling career. Now pasty, a lot of folks listening to this might not know the name Kendu Nakasaki. Even though he did make his way around, he was pretty big back in the day. If, if, if you're what if you're into wrestling within the uh, mid seventies to the mid nineties, you didn't know him. But if you didn't, let me tell you how you may still be connected to him during his time in Stampede Wrestling. Sakurado was considered a trusted man to Stu Hart, and even had a hand in training Bret Hart. In fact, and this is where it comes in, pasty in t- in a twenty fifteen interview. With WWE, Bret Hart mentioned Sakurada as one of his most influential trainers, right up there with his dad, Stu Hart. Hmm. So, rest in peace, Kazu Sakurada, also known as Kendu Nagasaki.
1: Yes. Ah. Moving into the, the next... AAA's we've got uh,
0: we've got a a, a Japanese, uh, a Mexican, and the United and the United States. It's like wow, we're hitting them all up here, right?
1: Yep, those are the only three countries in the world.
0: Oh shit!
1: Triple A is Parca, real name Jesus Alfonso Escoboza Huerta, passed away Saturday due to injury, injuries sustained in the ring at 55 years young. His injuries originally came from a suicide dive performed during a match back in October. He went headfirst into the bottom of a guardrail, which required immediately, immediate surgery for a neck and cra- uh, cervical fracture, along with a repair to fractured vertebrae. But Parker then had re- uh, renal failure on January 10th and was put back on assisted breathing. But then suffered lung and kidney failure and ultimately death on January 11th where the doctor is determined he had committed suicide but I'm... sorry guys I had to do that one I had to... it was a suicide,
0: was dive. A suicide Come dive. on how do you not how do you not make that okay, joke it's Suicida. beef sticks podcast <laughs> you should expect it uh,
1: yes might be too soon but it, it you know it's one of those things that if it crosses
0: my mind and I, not for I beef have... sticks it's not too soon for beef sticks you, you do it proudly pasty <laughs>
1: All right, I'm just I looking forward okay, to that- what, what you have to say about Rocky, then. <laughs>
0: uh, where to made his
1: AAA debut in 1995 of Karis Lamamia, La a mummy gimmick named Karis
0: Lamamia.
1: Karis Lamamia, I was close-ish. A mummy gimmick named after Boris Karloff's mummy from the 1940s Universal film series. By 1996, AAA Mega Star La Parka began working for full time for World Championship Wrestling, which meant that AAA had lost one of its most popular performers. Since AAA owner Antonio Pena had created Pena, a- shut up. <laughs> Had created he's, a, he's a legend! <laughs> Say his name right! It's Pena! Pena, like a colada. It's spelt the same. There you go. <laughs> had created the character and owned the rights to it in Mexico, he decided to create La Parca Jr. as a way to capitalize on the popularity of La Parca. In early 2003, the original La Parca joined CMLL and tri- uh, AAA's main rival, and as a result, Antonio Pena took the legal action against Adolfo Tapia. that That's a confused name.
0: <laughs> half, <laughs> half German. <laughs> Al- Adolfo Tapia!
1: <laughs> Barring him from using the name Leparca or wear the signature skeleton suit in Mexico. After taking action against Tapia, Leparca Jr. became known officially as just Leparca, making him the second version of Leparca. The original now goes by L.A. Park and is currently
0: a star
1: in MLW.
0: This is very sad. Um, if uh, if you're morbid enough, like Pasty and myself and many other people, we do have the gif of uh, Leparca's suicide dive on our Facebook page. I don't have it. For the record, we also to did the share top. that
1: before he died died
0: yeah many a long time ago before he died of course uh yeah Uh, because none of us thought that would happen i mean it it was a gruesome injury Uh, but it wasn't a like i remember
1: saying to myself god damn that could kill a man
0: (laughs) yeah it's one of those things you know they say pro wrestling isn't ballet and it's true and you see sometimes the craziest most insane moves are the easiest to take. And sometimes the the simplest moves just, it, 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 yeah. So obviously it, it's, it's on there. We reposted it, the gif of it um, many moons ago. We wish the best for him. Um, I, I'm not going to sit out here and lie, and I do have to. I, I have to say it up front. I always thought that he was a poser and did not deserve the La Parca name because although he was a very good wrestler, I thought he was miles behind the original La Parca. I didn't think he was nowhere near the German-Mexican Aldolfo Tapia. So, um, I'm not going to lie about that, but at the same time, I never want to see anybody die a painful death, let alone a wrestler die. Yeah, let alone something that happened in the ring and then you suffer for months. I mean, that's just horrible, awful. um, And, uh, yeah, and, and again, just... To rephrase, because there's been so many people who've been misled, the original La Parca is still alive and wrestling. This was the second La Parca. Um Moving on to seconds, somebody who was uh, the first was Rocky Johnson. And he passed away also at a very young age of 75. He had been sick for a couple of weeks, pasty, and it seems that he thought he caught the flu, but he refused to go to the doctor. Well, he ended up passing away in his home at Lutz, Florida. The man born Wade Douglas Bowles in Nova Scotia back in 1944... He ended up beginning his wrestling career at the age of 16, Pasty, Damn. 16. And he became a top star in the National Wrestling Alliance. Yes, folks, the NWA in the 1970s. He had won multiple regional NWA titles, traveling through the territorial system and wrestling alongside legends such as Harley Race, Terry Funk, and Jerry Lawler. But Johnson's biggest success came from his work as a tag team specialist, something that he had also had a personal impact on his life. He performed as a tag team with famed Simone wrestler, High Chief Peter Maivia. And it was through that relationship, Pasty, that Johnson actually met his wife, Maivia's daughter, Atta Maivia, with whom he had a son, Dwayne, back in 1972. Johnson's tag team skills also worked to his advantage when he joined the WWF in 1982 as he broke through when he teamed up with Tony Atlas to form the tag team called the Soul Patrol. Together, the two defeated the Wild Samoans back in November 1983 to become the very first African American tag team to win the WWF Tag Team Championships. Johnson retired from wrestling in 1991 and he started training his son he trained his son to be the most electrifying man in sports entertainment history pasty
1: yes indeed oh. just it's been a rough week
0: it's been. Uh, there's been a lot of negative this week. Yeah. Just look at our look at our news feed. Mm-hmm. Not only all of the deaths, but then you got the uh, the racism, and uh,
1: that's that's about it.
0: That's about it. <laughs> that's pretty bad.
1: Uh, yeah. So did you, you, did know. you check out that uh, Dave Benoit's shit with Chris Van Vliet that interview?
0: Um i i started to yeah that's what
1: i did I, I started it and then I it's like, like this guy should never talk
0: <laughs> I, first crazy. of all chris van lee is not a good interviewer he, he interviews cheesy. a lot of wrestlers
1: yeah he's cheesy but he gets the right wrestlers i think
0: like well yeah yeah he he himself is just he's boring if you can get the, if you like a certain wrestler, you can listen to his interviews and be like, "Oh, I like this." But it's like he does nothing; mm-hmm. he's he's very boring. I'm not a fan of his. I'm surprised how many wrestlers he gets because he's not good. He's just he's not a good. I, I don't enjoy ever listening to him. No. And uh, David Benoit, I skipped uh, a few times, and it's like, well, David Benoit is horrible. So I go to somebody who's a bad interviewer, interviewing somebody who's a horrible interviewee, and it's like, no, I didn't.
1: It was, yeah, it was rough.
0: I, I, I read <laughs> it. I only you got know, like
1: 10, 15 minutes into it, and I was like, this is enough. Yeah.
0: Chris like, Van Leet's just not. He, he said he's, he's
1: never, he's, he's gone to wrestling schools, but he's never graduated from them, but his goal yeah. was to make it into WWE or AEW, and it's like, well, you didn't even see through your training. You yeah, well,
0: he he was mad game. that he he, he was mad that he didn't get a new Benoit
1: Junior in the ring, like yeah. fuck you. No, <laughs> I don't
0: know. Yeah, it's just it's a bad interviewer with a bad interviewee. It's like uh, no, it's not topic. my thing. Like, uh, On a bad topic. Yeah, I don't need it. <laughs> There's enough wrestling to watch out there.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is true, and
0: more to come mordecai
1: mordecai
0: that being said uh this whole episode was hard to kill yes, we've already gone over which is good
1: yes we did kill it though it's done it's dead it's in the bag
0: oh and it reminds me Pacey, next week oh we're gonna have some uh predictions for hard times times
1: yes that's the weirdest way to put it ever but yes
0: it's the weirdest fucking pay-per-view name ever. It belongs in the WWE uh, Pantheon. They're calling it Hard Times Times, and that's no, weird. Cody
1: Rhodes, it's cuz Cody Rhodes got the, the trademark for Hard Times.
0: Apparently, they got a <laughs> double times it to to fucking do it. With that being said, Pasty, I love you so much and I love everybody listening to this and I don't give a fuck about David Benoit and we will see you next week.
1: Yes. And in rebuttal, I hate you all and hope you burn in hell. Goodbye.